0: Welcome back to another episode of Confessions from the Sidelines, and I'm your host, Sarah L. Cowart. I am so excited to share this episode with you today, but before we dive in, I want to take a moment to thank our partners. Privacy laws make it difficult to help your adult children in an emergency. Power of attorney documents for your young adult children is a must-have. These are something you hope you'll never use, but when your adult child has an unexpected health or financial emergency, these documents ensure that you have the power to help. That's why I partnered with Mama Bear Legal Forms, where they make it easy to obtain the proper documents for you as a parent. Click the link in the show notes and be sure to use the code SLC20, that's SLC20, at Mama Bear Legal Forms to get yours today. Your student has chosen their school, they've got their roommate, and now comes the fun part of decorating their dorm room. Dormify is a one-stop shop for everything you need for your dorm room, from furniture essentials to even some amazing storage options. Dormify has just what you need to make the most out of your dorm room space. Head on over to dormify.com to check things out. Be sure to use the code Sarah L Cowart, that's S-A-R-A-H-L-C-O-W-A-R-T at checkout. Now on to today's show. Boy, do I love when I get a chance to have former student athletes of mine join me on the show. And today it's no different. Today's guest is Amber Autry. Amber was a member of the Penn State Women's Gymnastics program from 2016 to 2019. Amber's story as a collegiate athlete is something all high school athletes should hear. Now she currently serves as the assistant director of the Terrier Club at Wofford College, and I could not be more proud of what she has accomplished. Here is my conversation with Amber. Amber, welcome to the show.
1: Uh, hi, thank you for having
0: me. <laughs> oh my goodness. I am so excited to have a conversation with you because I got to be a part of, I would say 75% of your entire athletic career yes. when you were a gymnast at Penn State. And we worked together on a lot of things. <laughs> and so whether it's academics <laughs> or personal development or like grad school stuff, there's so many things that we were connected, but I want to rewind all the way back to the beginning. And I want you to tell me a little bit about your journey to becoming a college athlete. And like, why did you even want to be a collegiate
1: gymnast? Right. So, I mean, if we, uh, gymnastics was definitely just one of those things. It was my lifelong passion, you know, most kids or most, um, athletes that are gymnasts, we've been doing gymnastics since we were little, 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 so I think I found out pretty early on. I mean, definitely even even by that elementary school, middle school time frame that I wanted to uh, be a collegiate gymnast. And I mean, if we want to even talk, kind of what the first step is, other than I mean, I guess that first step honestly is just identifying that you have a passion for it. And I think one common thing that I can say throughout my whole career, and even now moving into like a job and everything like that passion is the one thing that always has to be there and that'll kind of keep you through going through the process. But um, after that, if you will, I guess the second step for me was identifying those places that I wanted to go to uh, even potentially. And I mean, not to jump right into it, but one thing right now that I can think of that I would just do differently is I would have reached out to any place that I was even a little interested in.
0: Oh, I love that you brought that up because that's actually a conversation I have with a lot of students and parents because they're like, oh, we don't know where to start. And I'm like, start with a huge list, like right. anything that you could think of, like have your, what we, I like to call your power five school of like the top five places would be like the ultimate dream. And then from there, right. make a list of 10 to 15, even 20 schools of where, like this could be a potential match. This may be something I'm interested in because you never know, like you were saying, you who you could come in contact know. with,
1: what the conversation might look like. Um, I, I mean, I completely agree because unfortunately for me at that time, when you get older, kind of that that doubt starts to seep in and you're like, oh no, like maybe you're running out of time and you start to feel like that you yourself have to say, what can I actually fit into? But if there's something that I, you know, it's one of those situations that I wouldn't change it for anything. But if I could, I would go back and have a little bit more confidence in myself and say, you know, where have I always thought it would be a dream to go to school here and compete here? And I would reach out. At the end of the day, you I have just learned so much about how reaching out is so important. And that's what that's what athletes should be focused on in those I I'm not 100 sure what the recruiting rules are now because they've definitely changed since my time period. But once you get to that high school age, I guess start thinking about who you want to talk to and don't be afraid to.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's huge because you know confidence. We talk about like all the different facets of becoming a student athlete, and confidence is one of those. Not only in confidence of who you are and like your own personal journey, but then confidence in who you are as an athlete. and confidence and knowing like you have the information to make this decision. You have the skills to compete at this level. There's so much that goes in that. And nowadays with social media, like, gosh, like that's hard.
1: Yeah. It's, it is so hard to kind of get caught or it's easy, I suppose, to get caught up in the world of, well, this athlete's going here and I'm I'm not anywhere near as talented as them. And that is a sentence that I would say, do not let that come out of your mouth. Because again, you just never know what can happen. You never know what a team needs. I know my, um, I'm looking at it from a viewpoint of gymnastics specifically, but you just never know what spots are available, what individuals are on the way out. If you have an interest, pick up the phone, write an email. I know for me, my main thing was just typing emails all the time. Because at the end of the day, most coaches aren't rude people. So they will get back to you at least. I mean, you're really not going to get ghosted. I mean, you might, I guess it could happen, but at the end of the day, just reach out, just pick up the phone and get used to talking to people and get ready to talk about your interest and why you would be a good fit. Because at the end of the day, you should sell yourself. Even if someone has doubts in you, you at least should have that confidence.
0: Yeah. And I think that goes back to it of knowing who you are as a student, knowing who you are as an athlete, knowing who you are as a person. And when you have that confidence in the words that you can communicate, that's going to speak volumes to any coach, any assistant coach, and even people who are outside, quote unquote, the coaching staff. sure. Because like, I think about conversations with you guys, when y'all are coming through of recruiting visits, I mean, I ask, I like to think I have some really tough questions because I wanted to get you guys thinking of like, you know, you have to weigh your pros and your cons. And so I will ask you this though. I usually say to students, you know, weigh your pros and your cons, but you got to go with your gut. And when you're on that visit, did you like,
1: did you know, like, oh, this is where I'm going when you're on your visit? Yes. And I literally was thinking about that before this interview, because I was trying to think about what were those feelings? Like, how do you know? And even I was a walk on, so that can kind of change. Um, It can change a little bit in the recruiting process, like what that looks like for someone else who might be a full ride scholarship athlete or something like that. But for me, I remember being on a visit and I knew for, I knew I was not going to go. I was like, no, the coach, great person. Um, seems that they are wanting me to be on the team. I appreciate their time. And I knew probably within the first 30 minutes that I just wasn't wanting to go to that school. It wasn't even, it's not even always a situation of, do I want to be on this team? I mean, what's further than that is, do I even want to go to this school? And being at Penn State, I remember that visit like it was yesterday. And I just had a ball the whole time. I mean, I'm quite literally excited to go from one facility to the next and talk to whoever I wanted to talk to. So I would say for, I mean, what you just said, don't underestimate the power of like what you feel inside of yourself because you you know if you're having fun or not. If you're like, wow, I'm actually excited to go here. Because if you're not feeling that just from like a one day trip, then you probably shouldn't be going to that school.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but I think that's great advice because, you know, I'm thinking... Gosh, your first visit to Penn State, I mean, you were young. And then like your official, yeah, 17. And so like your official visit, like thinking of all of that, you know, it's a hard decision. It's a really hard decision to make because you're committing to be
1: at this institution for the next four to five years. There has to be, I mean, you're completely right. There just has to be something there that's really um, pulling you closer And I think that that's another part where parents can be such an asset in the recruiting process. And because especially that at that age, parents want to be involved anyway. And you can tell your, you can tell what your kid is enjoying and what they're not. And I think a big part of it for me was my parents saw how much, how I was just glowing, how I was having fun, how I felt. I kept turning to them after every meeting, like this is the place. And they felt that too. I mean, they can tell. So I would, I know that, you know, parents are always going to know maybe 100% what you're thinking, but if that's something that an athlete knows that they're going to value, definitely look at that too. Can your, the people who love you, can they see that this place is changing you or something like that?
0: Oh, that's so good. Because I think about, gosh, you know, from the outside looking in, like, your parents are seeing your vivid, like body responses, your tone of voice, your facial expressions, they're experiencing that with you. And for parents to say, look, I see in you, or I hear in your voice, how excited this makes you, I hear the questions you're asking like this, how, where are we putting this school on
1: the list? Exactly. And And it's just, and because obviously they have that wisdom, that age factor. So as they're talking to the coaches, they can as they're talking to the support staff, they're also being able to see, oh, these people know what they're talking about. I trust I trust my kid being here. So there are just so many different aspects that can kind of help you tell that you're in a place that's going to be good for you.
0: Yeah, well, because when I hearing you say that, and I personally know your journey that you went through as a student athlete, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't easy while you were on campus for a variety of reasons, and whether it was academically, athletically and then also injuries. And so can you talk a little bit about how like when you made this decision, you're like, okay, this is where I'm going, this is what I'm doing. The fact that you felt full of joy and this is what I want to
1: do, how did that help you get through all of these trials? Right. Um, you know, I think going back to that kind of passion piece is definitely gonna be one of the main things. And even on the recruiting trip, I remember luckily for me I'm, it's it's funny that i said that but um not luckily i had torn my acl also before i kind of really was um seriously talking to penn state so they already knew with acls it's very common that you're going to tear it again and i did by the way multiple times after that but they knew what they were getting with me they understood that oh you know she's coming off an injury anything can happen maybe she won't ever be at full strength again maybe she will and I think that for me during the recruiting trip, that was important for me to hear them that they understood what I had already gone through. But they're still also talking about the future and the events are, that I would be on because genetics and events, obviously. And that in the recruiting process kind of helped me think, well, when I'm actually there, that's gonna keep me going year after year after year because at the end of the day, they understand what could happen to me. I might, maybe I might never compete, And according to them, that's all right. We still want you on this team. So I think that honestly, there's just so much that you can pick up on just in those little conversations. I guess one thing that I might say is try to, when you're talking to someone who matters, so quite literally everybody you're going to be talking to on a recruiting trip, try to put your excitement away, not away, but tone it down so you can really focus on what's being said. And at the end of the day, a lot of it is trusting what people are going to say. And if you feel that you can trust somebody, then that's a big step too, because that, I mean, you do have to feel like you can um, really trust what people are saying to you and trust that those things are going to come true and things of that nature. But I mean, all of the things that I loved about Penn state, I knew that that was where I wanted to be, that I knew that's where I wanted to graduate from. So, I mean, just going back to that piece of maybe thinking, maybe I won't compete because I might be injured the whole time, but at least I'm at a school that I love. So even though if one part of my dream is it being fulfilled due to circumstances, I'm still at a place that I love to be at where so many people I love are here. and. That'll, that'll honest, it kept me going. So it should be Well,
0: cause I think it's like worth a conversation to say, yeah. okay, I am here at the school. I want to be here. And my plan is to graduate because you're not going to go pro quote unquote in gymnastics, like after college, like, yes, there may be some sponsorships or something like that. But as far as being in a pro gymnastics
1: league, that's not the case. Not the case. And that is another thing that I was thinking about earlier was just if look at every school to all my athletes, look at every school that you're looking at. If the only only reason that you would go there is because of a sporting team or not even a sporting team, but just that you would be competing there. Look at other places you've got to. at the end of the day, even just with um, life balance. At some point, you're going to go to the gym and you're going to leave the gym. So are you happy in all those other moments that you're on the way to class or you're going to other games, or are you still getting the experience that you would like coupled with the athletic team that you're on? Because anything can happen. Life is not perfect. All of those experiences that you had in your mind during the recruiting process, it's not 100% guaranteed that they're going to happen just like that. And they might, and you might have the best experience ever, but it's just always going to be smart to consider other things. Do I like, do I like the school? It's such a simple question, but. But I think it's a
0: valid one to where we're saying, okay, am I driving with the coaching staff? Do I like, you know, how things are run in the program? What about the facilities? What about the, you know, the athletic yes, training staff, the doctor the staff, like you're of all these things, but in the end. How about also like, is this a school I want a degree from? Is that like, is this a school that can prepare me for the fifty years after I graduate?
1: Exactly. Right. Exactly.
0: I mean, and, like that. Because how many conversations did you and I have
1: in my office going through, Amber? What are you going to do with your life? Thank you. No, <laughs> so many, so many, and that's what's so hysterical about my personal journey because I mean. that it's and I don't you can't blame any of the athletes because you've been doing a sport your whole life. You want to do a little bit in college. You want to think about, oh, this is what I've been this is what I've been training for. This is what I've been dreaming about. And then you're like, oh, something does come after this. Um, something is next. There is going to be a point where it's not eat, sleep, gymnastics. It's eat, sleep. What are you doing for the rest of your life? <laughs> You got to pay those bills at some point, right? You have to pay the bills at some point. And so, I mean, those are just things that you have to think about. And it's hard to, because you just want to focus on that next exciting step. That's, you know, being on an athletic team, but you do, you need to consider what would be next. And thankfully for me, Penn State has just... Penn State was a great school. Okay, it is It is a great school. So much tradition, So such great academics. And if you're able to, such great support staff, because I feel like I haven't said that enough, that I would not, everyone who's watching this, I would not have survived without this woman who's on the screen. It just (laughs) just would not have happened. It would not have happened. So just try to consider the additional aspects of the experience while also considering the team you want to be on.
0: Yeah. Cause there's so many things. And I, I said it time and time again, like when you're going on your recruiting visit, you want to ask the coaches who am I meeting with? Yes. Like if it's just the coaching staff and maybe the athletic trainer, like you need to inquire and say, can I meet with someone on your academic staff? What about yeah. your athletic director or somebody in administrative administration, like your sport administrator? Can I talk to them? Because if you start hearing the same thing, from every single person you talk to that defines what you're going to experience there, because those people are working together 24 seven and are having all the conversations about the program and the team. And so if you get that same vibe from everybody, then, you know, that's the true experience that's going to happen.
1: Yep. And wow. That's not, honestly, I didn't even think about that, how that should be kind of something that's on that list um, especially the sports administrator. And and honestly, you don't know to question that when you're, when you're 17 and just want to get on the field, you literally are not thinking about that. But those are all, all the support staff is, they're going to be so important in your journey. You're going to meet with them. You're going to know their name. You, yeah. What you said is Yes. Very true. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, You're going to know their name. You're going to spend a lot of time with anyone that's a part of the program, because Mm -hmm. again, we go back to that beginning piece of being a student athlete is not about just being the athlete in your arena on that day of competition there. The things that go into it is so important. Strength training, nutrition, sleep, like Um, sports psychology, like your like mental training, like all that stuff is so, so important. And then of course, you know, being the academic person, I am but also, by the way, <laughs> your academics are super important too. Yes. Um, and so like knowing all those things, it's just, it, it's a conversation that you want to have as a student athlete, but also from a parent's perspective, a
1: conversation for parents to have with their students. Oh, 100%. I think, Cause obviously I can't, I mean, I can't really speak from a parent's perspective, but I know that my, my parents felt it important to discuss what every aspect was going to look like. And that's just something that I would do that I would advise to other families in this process, because it is a hard process and it should take you some time, which was another thing that I wanted not to jump, but like, I'm just realizing that's in my mind. This is a process that you should not rush by any means. You have to be patient with it because it doesn't matter if it's the the prettiest, um, sparkliest opportunity that you think and that there's never going to be another opportunity. There will be another opportunity. There will will be another coach. There will be another team. Just take your time to know for sure that's what you want. And at the end of the day, it's not like it's the end of the world if it ends up not being a perfect fit. I've known so many people that have transferred that have made other decisions that are just as happy that are, but at the end of the day, if you really consider everything that there is to be considered, chances are you have bet you just have better chances of ending up somewhere that is going to be your place for the long haul.
0: Yeah. And I think that was, you just said that so perfectly, like we know student athletes who have transferred, Mm -hmm. but our goal is not going into it to transfer. Exactly. However, sometimes their life happens and we need to make a big decision. And sometimes that is it. And that's okay.
1: Right, right. It happens. It's, it's, it's not crazy. It's not the worst thing in the world. And you might find that that was a better opportunity for you. But like you, like you said, if you want to potentially not go that route, just take the time that you need to, to lower the chances of that. Yeah. I think that's spot
0: on. Okay. Amber. So, you know, the podcast is called confessions from the sidelines. So knowing that gym gymnastics is technically individual sport, but with a team aspect. Yeah. So there was plenty of time for you to stand on the sidelines, quote unquote, or, you know, the gym floor, however you want to talk about it. Yeah. So What's like,
1: what's your favorite memory of standing on the sidelines? Well, I mean, quite literally standing on the side of the floor, that's that's what I thought of when I read that when I read the um, question. Every time that a teammate either I've I've seen teammates get tens, which is a perfect score for gymnastics. I've seen teammates stick their dismounts and just look so happy. Those moments when you when their happiness is your happiness. Oh my gosh, best thing in the world. Being able to genuinely support someone and genuinely show how happy and joyful you are for them. Not because they only, you know, they just got a good score for a team, but you see that hard work put into um, completion and you're just so happy for them. So I think that's always going to stand out as one of my favorite experiences from being on a team is watching my teammates um, succeed because I love them and I, I'm happy to see them live their dreams out.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I love that so much because I told y'all time and time again, I was like, I get so much joy from seeing you guys succeed from seeing like all the cool things that you get to do with life. And so, I mean, right now you have transitioned out of grad school and now you have this big time job where you're working in college athletics.
1: Yes. And I honestly, it's just so exciting because I mean, I got to see how how cool college athletics was from a student athlete standpoint. And then the idea of kind of making that a career just added so much value and um, purpose to, I guess, my life view a lot to sound dramatic. But yeah, so right now, um, tomorrow's my first day, actually. I'm working at Wofford College as the assistant director of their Terrier Club, which is the booster club for Wofford College Athletics. We're in the Southern Conference. We're down here in Spartanburg, South Carolina. So if you're ever down south, you everybody should definitely come visit Wofford College. It's a great place filled with lots of great people. And it'll be super exciting to kind of get to know the student athletes and get to know just all of the moving parts that get the kids on the field. That is so, so exciting. So if people want to connect with you, where can they find you online? Okay. So my Instagram is at Amber Autry, two Y's. And then anyone's free to email me too. I don't know if you want me to. Well,
0: what we can do (laughs) is I will link your IG handle in the show notes. And then we'll also link Walford College. And like, so people can check that out and see all the cool things you guys are doing.
1: Yes, I would love that. But yes, please, that would be super exciting. But yeah, a lot of a lot of fun stuff going on. Sarah, thank you for doing this. You're awesome. The kids really needs this this guidance right now. So thank you. You're really helping a lot of people. Oh my gosh, thank
0: you for being a guest on the show. And this was such a fun conversation.
1: I enjoyed it too. Thank you.
0: Thank you for tuning into today's episode. If you have enjoyed today's show, be sure to head on over to your favorite podcasting platform to rate and review the show. And as always, I'll be cheering you on from the sidelines.